Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. This is a CBC podcast. Hello, everyone. Uh, Jeremy here. Brian. Taylor. And um, we are... Um, it saddens us to say that Leighton uh, Reed has passed away. He was one of our first guests on the podcast. And um, no doubt one of the most inspiring guests we've ever had on the show. Um, he has... 100% changed um, the way that all three of us think about life and think about death. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, think about death. Um, I think most importantly, really fundamentally changed uh, the way. I think he really set the tone for how the evolution of how we think about death began, or at least for me. Mm-hmm. Um, if you missed, uh, Layton's episode, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna put it up right now. Uh, this episode is, is an older one. Uh, it's, we're putting it up in a tribute as a tribute to, to Layton. Um, our thoughts are with Layton's friends and family and, um, rest in peace, buddy. Do you mind if I read something? Sure. That's like three sentences long. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought that was a great way to sign it off, but fine. No, no, you, we can just put <laughs> no, it before. No, I'm just kidding. No, this is like we're leaving all of this. It kind <laughs> of, um, it kind of made me uh, think. So this is what I when I when I kind of I was feeling like I should write something about Layton. <clears throat> Live now. For you are alive. Love and laugh now, for you are alive. And when you forget the living, the loving and the laughing, you will remember it again as if for the first time, and it will be beautiful. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. Today's guest is Leighton Reed. He has late-stage melanoma. Let's talk about it. Um, so we are, we are recording. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Leighton. <laughs> Hi. Hi. <laughs> Why don't you tell... Uh, the people who are listening and tell us why, uh, why you're here. Uh, cause Brian asked me. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And I've got a couple, uh, brain tumors in kicking around in my head. So a couple, it made sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Where, when I saw where... what you guys were doing and I post, I posted it like sort of a, an opportune time sort of worked out. Right. Can I you, I saw that I was like, yeah. Okay. And then you 
So I, I saw I saw on, on Facebook just after we probably recorded our our third or fourth episode, I saw uh, a long <coughs> post on Facebook from Leighton and, and I hadn't seen anything from Leighton f- for a while and, and mm-hmm. can we talk I, I would actually like to to talk about that post because I it was extremely, extremely moving. Um uh late I don't do you do you uh do you remember like the what you what you wrote down or like the yeah i mean it was it was sort of a pre-written thing mm-hmm. um it's kind of a pretty long story but i was originally diagnosed about five years ago and then uh i had some surgeries and uh went on some asked you drugs and then went off them and i had a good two years and throughout those two years is when i started um doing photography full-time um so i was on facebook and mm-hmm. i was active um, and then, but when I got, um, sick the second time, that's kind of when I deserted it. It took so long to tell people for a couple of reasons, m- mostly because we're at like a pretty late stage now. Mm-hmm. When um, you found out the second time. The second, yeah. It, okay. It was so originally of... it was a sketchy mole on my back that got removed and then I had lymph, lymph node surgery, um, and then another and then I took uh, a drug called interferon. This was uh, I was living with my um, that drug. That girlfriend. drug sounds like a sci-fi movie for sure. It's it, terrible. Yeah. It, interferon, but it yeah. sounds it. It almost sounds like you know. I love Avatar as a movie. I thought that Avatar was a oh, beautiful the flux, I it was, oh the flux vortex. Yeah. <laughs> but the the fl- and and come on unobtainium <laughs> like that was the bet the this unobtainable mineral what so, should we call so it? essentially james, james cameron named the, the, drug. the drug that you were taking for yes <laughs> and, and and at the time uh it sounded terrifying and uh we were told it would, there was like a 11 percent chance that it could help um and then we came back to halifax and found out it was closer to three Jesus so after about Christ. four months and feeling really shitty i went off that um, so then that's when we kind of, I got married, uh, we bought a house, get the dog, everything. Yes, yeah, started trying to transition back into normal life. So so that's what happened for about two years. And then uh, CAT scan came in and uh, I had a tumor on my lung and my stomach. So I had to quit um, work, um, which is kind of tricky when you're a wedding photographer mm. because people generally book like really far in advance. Yeah. So that was kind of messy. I actually had to do that like three times uh, throughout the span of the five years. But um, where you just had where you had to like go uh, in and out of work. Yeah, because it's difficult. Like you basically have to um, plan a year or more mm-hmm, ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you're meeting potential um, couples, they're like, you know, a wedding is a big fucking <laughs> deal for them, and yeah. the photographer is a big thing. So, um, yeah. To sort of back out of that is not an easy thing to do, but um, I, I understand how it could be difficult for you. But don't you think that they like I, I would if if, if you I across, booked a wedding yeah. ref- a photographer and and I, and he had to cancel on me because of well, yeah. because of that. Well, that I, you'd be I, surprised I would, though. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, there's yeah. some you know what? bags out there. Fuck those people. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that right now. <laughs> yeah, if you have a problem with. <laughs> With your wedding photographer not being able to be there to take your photos on your special day because they're dying, uh, fuck you. <laughs> like, you that's that, that's ridiculous. Were you saying? Were you like giving them that? Was that? Were you just saying you had to back out, or were you saying I have to back out because 
I, I was honest enough. Yeah. Huh? Because, I mean, if you give, yeah. I can't lie to people. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's not a bad excuse. It's, a, it's, no. a, it's no. probably the, the best, best excuse. excuse. Exactly. It's yeah. the best excuse. Oh, yeah. yeah. So what Jeremy said. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Well, whatever. I mean, I'll say it. That's simple. I'll say I don't know any of these people, so sorry, Leighton, if you're friends with them. But, <laughs> oh, no. But, like a, but fuck you. Uh, so, okay. So you, you were there. Um, you were at that point starting to realize you had to stop work. Um, okay. But so, okay, right, re- so at that point, uh, we went back and sort of reassessed the situation. I had got the stomach tumor removed, but at the time, my oncologist uh, said not to touch the lung and sort of like... After the first year of this, I decided to kind of straddle the line between uh, knowledge is power and ignorance is bliss. Because when I was first diagnosed, I was in Ottawa. I just walked in by myself and the guy gave me a piece of paper and it had like all of the longevity uh, statistics sure. for like, um, like, each stage. Yeah, sure. yeah, for melanoma. And they had, they had told and you like, already. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is this? You know, and he just sort of walked out and he was like wait a minute, how come there's nothing after 10 years for this stage that I'm at? Um, So that sort of fucked up my head. So after that experience, and we came back to Halifax, and we had a really good um, oncologist who's now retired. And so I was basically decided that I would just be of the mindset that everything's going to be fine. We're going to do what we got to do. And that's it. I'm not I don't want to think about I don't want to ask questions, you know. Um, so I didn't. I just assumed that everything was going to work out. Um, at that point, when I had the stomach tumor removed, we kept the the long one in. I'm not sure why exactly. Okay. But I, um, yeah, I don't know. They just to ab- be honest, they just advised you against go- operating on it on the lung. Yeah, but it turned out later on I did have the lung surgery after she retired, and I got a new um, oncologist, and it uh, it had grown a bit. But at that point, we sort of dove into this natural therapy because uh, the, med- the medicine that um, they could have offered me at that point would have given me six to eight months, I think. It was a 50-50 thing, six to eight months if it worked. And then after that time, it wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. So at that point, we were, I asked her, I said, do I have a bit of time to play around and look at o- other options? So she said, yeah. So we um, started this crazy natural therapy called Gerson Therapy. We went to Tijuana, Mexico, to this um, health clinic for two weeks. And yeah, it's a two-year thing, and it's like a juicing coffee enema, flush out your system. And the idea was that uh, you would just like put so much good shit into your body that it would sort of work itself out. Mm-hmm. What, was um, that? what was that like going to it was, Mexico for that? I had to go with my mother. Oh, okay. And so, so, so no, no so partying. The, there was no, no donkey no show. Yeah, yeah, there was none of that. What's your What's your mom like? <laughs> She's cool, but not that. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. But the uh, it was it was insane. It was like a fresh pressed juice, which mm. is like such a trendy thing now. But yeah, I drank enough pressed juice for one person forever. So basically. you're good on so that like now. So it's like twelve juices a day five coffee enemas a day whoa how's a coffee yeah. enema I, i've always i've actually i've I've had not gonna lie 
I'm kind of a connoisseur of enemas. <laughs> I've had a few, oh, yeah. but uh, they've all. I they, heard you. I heard that story. Yeah, they, but they've they've all been really lame, like medical enemas. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew I knew a girl who was a um, she was a, col- a colonic technician, mm-hmm. and that was the first time I ever heard about it. A um, coffee enema, and I was like, oh my god, that must feel so intense. You know what I mean? Like co- I putting coffee in my mouth makes me shit. So yeah. putting coffee in my butt, it sounds so intense. But it's but it. Sounds great. Intense. So, like, how does it I work? Like how does it work? I'm I'm not sure how that works. So basically, uh, there's a bucket, and then you fill it with eight <laughs> ounces of uh, warm coffee. Uh, you don't want it too hot, otherwise terrible things happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh. Um, and the rest with water. Uh, it's got to be distilled water. And um, yeah, you basically have to just lay on the ground. The bucket's up there, and just let it pour into your ass. Pull out the tube and hold it. I forget what it was at the time. It was like 13 minutes or something. Do you, um, do you do jumping jacks or? No, you can't do shit. <laughs> <laughs> you can shit. That's about all you can do. You just got to lay there and hold it in. And I mean, after five a day for almost two years, I went down to three after like a year, but um, you get pretty Whoa. used to it. Yeah. So wait, you, okay. So you actually did this for a two, you Every did the day two year. for almost two years, I did between three and five coffee enemas and drank between... Uh, eight and thirteen fresh pressed Holy juice. Were you, okay. were you eating? Were you, you eating a lot? Like, so the other, yeah, the other part of the therapy is there's like a, a crazy amount of supplements to make up for all the stuff that because um, I obviously wasn't eating juice. meat or anything, so mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I was like um, heavy on potatoes <laughs> um, and carrots. So I was like orange, literally orange from all of the from carrots. The, yeah, wow. Um, like the episode yeah. of Magic School Bus. Yeah, I was thinking that too. But okay, so you were so you did you go down there for the entire two year? No, no, we just went for okay. two uh, weeks. Yeah, okay, I have to teach you how to do it. That's right. And then oh, okay. and then you come back and and you continue to practice that. So at at this point, am I right in saying that they they said be, before that six to eight months? No, uh, when I say six to eight months, I mean if the drug had been effective. Okay. Um, it would be effective for only six to eight months. Okay. And uh, then, like, in terms of what um, shrinking the tumor, okay. do you know what I mean? Right, yeah. right. There's that time period where you can look at it and say, okay, this worked or it didn't work. And how did yeah. the juicing method do compared to that? The, uh, better. In better. retrospect. Yeah. It, right. Yeah, I don't spend a lot of time, like, sitting. Candace and I, my wife, we occasionally are, like, when we have, like, moments of clarity and think, okay, would we have done that? Because it's crazy imagine yeah, yeah. have you ever made like a fresh pressed juice i've only bought it's it so, it's yeah so much imagine effort you make it yeah i mean the amount of carrots that you go through in a single day is outrageous yeah. i think yeah. i want to say the therapy all in was like about 60 grand for the first year and that's like ju- that, that's juice, juice and coffee enemas yeah dude if you had just enema. if you had just made like an extra juice a day and then sold that for what the cost of a fucking fresh pressed juice exactly. costs right now. If you go down to like, like bishops, uh, bish- yeah, bishops juice press or, like, or it's called fresh pressed juice. That's yeah, there called. you go. Like so expensive that if you yeah. just made an extra juice a day and then went out on the street and said, "Hey, eight bucks for this," uh, yeah, and six you get ounce free juice. coffee in a too. Yeah, <laughs> I will also pour and, and come to my apartment. <laughs> yeah, pour coffee yeah. near your bum. So uh, you said that you, you kind of reflected on um, <laughs> when you've had those moments of clarity, you've reflected on what has gone well and what hasn't. What are some of the things that you wouldn't have done in retrospect? Um, I, wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't have waited so long to get my uh, mole checked out. 
Because yeah. at the time, five years ago, I didn't think too much about it. I spent a lot of time in the sun. I traveled a lot. So I skipped a lot of winters in Halifax. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was, I should have known. It was like starting to peel off and bleed. And I was like, okay, shit, maybe I should go check it out. And I just went into a walk-in clinic in Ottawa. And the guy was like, oh, you know, it's definitely nothing. Um, but I can take care of it for you. Um so yeah, that's what I did. So fast forward to to when you made that post, coming back to that post of Facebook. Yeah. You'd you'd gone through this like juicing cleanse, you had gone through all these different therapies. When was it that you found out what's your status right now? Uh stable. Okay. So yeah, um basically on the while I was on Gerson, I wasn't on any kind of traditional medicine at all. Wow. So I was doing good. Yeah. For almost a year, I want to say, it was, everything was pretty stable with the lung. Um, and then it grew a bit, and we decided, we got the new oncologist. She said, let's just uh, go see a surgeon and see what they say. And uh, we went, and she was like, yeah, I can remove it. we were like, what the f- why, did, why didn't we have this option before, right? So, yeah, last um, around Halloween... I got the lung removed and then there was like a six month period of everything was cool. I got a CAT scan and it was like the first time in the f- five years that everything was clean. Yeah. And we were like, yeah. okay, there was some growth on the tumor, on the therapy, but we decided to continue with it just because it's better than the options that we had. Um, so they removed, they removed the, so they, removed the lung, lung. They, they removed the yeah. entire lung. No, no, no. no just the, the, just the just tumor piece. Yeah. Okay. This one. Um, and then a week later I had a seizure and, uh, I don't remember much about it, but, uh, yeah, I went into emergency and they did the quick, uh, MRI and, um, yeah, that's when they found out. I think they said there was two small ones and two not so small ones, yeah, right. uh, which is all I really needed to know yeah. at the time. So, uh, we, uh, you know, part of the, part of why we're doing this show or part of the part of the uh the goal of this show is not is not necessarily to speak about exactly about the disease but is more specifically about the person's experience with what they're going through yeah um we had another guest uh if you heard uh with a brain tumor that yeah. was removed and the locations i know that the location of the tumor is like of Plays you know a big paramount role. importance in terms mm-hmm. of what if it can be removed or if it can't be removed so um where 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 are they i don't know you don't know yeah so, like I was saying before, with the ignorance is bliss thing, that's where we're at now. So, I don't, when I, I only skipped bits and pieces of that podcast, not because it wasn't awesome, um, but like I said, I just, I'm still in that headspace now of, I don't need to know shit, I'm just going to go day to day and Everything's going to be cool until it's not cool. Is so that they, because is that because you feel like because if I ask some if I ask them how long do you think I have to live, like they're either going to say I don't know, which is the answer I want to hear, yeah, or they're going to tell me something I don't want to hear, yeah. And if they say like XX weeks or XX months, that's going to be in my head, mm-hmm. and then at the end of that, I'm going to be, you know. So they, you so have, I know, like, I don't believe in, I, I, I believe that the, the, your mind is a powerful tool. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that's all. It's all connected. Yeah. Your mind's connected to your body. Yeah. So, so far, so good. Um, I had the, 
seizure at the end of April. And I can assure you at the time, I didn't think I would be here talking to you now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're just, we're just, just making rolling, things rolling happen. Yeah. So and you, you and know that you, they know where the tumors are. You're just not, you're just going, I don't yeah. know. And there's some, some new ones. So basically what happened was I uh, right away went on, um, did, it's called 15 whole brain radiation and then a stereotactic one on the larger ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last check was last week and uh, there's maybe some growth, maybe some not. There were some new ones at the time, so... But there's, you, a, there's a whole potpourri of stuff happening in there. Um, and you do know that the majority, if not all of them, are inoperable. It, it, that's yeah, I mean, that's the I mean, information it, that you do have? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and does I'm any, working under the assumption that it's going to kill me, and I, I'm, I, I assume that that's the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So does anybody else in your, in your life, has anybody else been told, like, a, an expectancy, or is it, is it your choice that... Kind of everybody stays uninformed as much as possible. Yeah, no. I um, at the end of every appointment, my my wife usually goes with me, and I say, "Okay, I'm going to leave now," and she can ask whatever questions. Sure, right. I've been feeling like really good on these new drugs, which is really weird because they're supposedly have a lot of bad side effects. Um, and the thing is, with when you're sick, your headspace is a whole lot more positive if you're feeling good physically. Like Fuck, I'll yeah. take. I can take on anything yeah. if I'm feeling good. So right now I'm actually feeling better than I have since the beginning. So I don't know if it's the radiation coming into my body or or what. Um, but I'm just like, yeah, whatever, bring it. Like I, I feel good, so I'm not thinking about it. Are you taking? Uh, are you taking like I'm on chemo? Drugs, are you on yeah. like chemo based? No, drugs I just or? just did the radiation. I don't think chemo does much for um, melanoma. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sure. In knowing this, knowing that you. Um, Knowing or or feeling like you don't have long to live, mm-hmm. um, obviously that's news that you brought out into the world openly and and have told people this. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering um, what has been what has been the the general reaction from most people, and in those reactions, do you find there's like there's a there's a better way that you find that people react versus a, a, a way that you just, you really can't stand when people react that way. Yeah. I mean, you get the whole spectrum yeah. of reactions. I uh, reached out to somebody who I just found out got sick, and I wrote this draft of an email, and I was just like, I wouldn't want to get this email. So, like, I mean, I could tell you. And what did that say? What did it... The thing is, when you open yourself up and and you're, like, inviting people in, because what I did on the, I'm doing a couple projects for my son for this box that I'm leaving for him. And one of them is, cause I don't know what to do. I wrote a journal for him and stuff and I got people to do videos uh, talking about like shit stories about me and stuff and to th- throw in there so he can just like look back and be like, okay, you know, maybe that's where I get that sort of thing. Right. So um, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. just, just so the people listening to this know, um, the f- that original Facebook post that we keep mentioning that we was, never that, that we've we, that never we gotten had, to got back to <laughs> it was it was basically Leighton at the end had a call to action that was saying look I have a two year old son and I'm mm-hmm. putting together a box full of a number of different things 
And in this Facebook post specifically, it was a request for a short video Mm -hmm. from people who have known Layton throughout his life. And just so that they can share either a memory or a lesson or something with, with his son. Now, what you're talking about now is also... This, this journal, this is something else that you're going to put into the box and then, or no, the journal is a separate thing, but the, okay. this idea, um, it takes a village idea of, okay. I read this post this yeah, morning. Yeah. I, I have all of these people here mm-hmm. who want to help in some way. And it's just, as a ma- it's just a matter of like sitting back and thinking like, okay, how, what can I do for him? I don't know. I can leave him journals. I can get people to tell stories about me and send me two minute videos. Um, or I can sort of like steal like these passions from people, mm-hmm. people who are genuinely love what they do. I was like, okay, how can I harness the power of my Facebook friends who most of which I barely have spoken to in years. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at right now. Yeah. And I read that post this morning. Essentially yeah. you're, you're calling out to all the people who love and have like a massive passion for what they do, regardless of what that is. If you're mm-hmm. an accountant, if you're if you're a, a you know a, a guitar t- lesson like a guitar teacher or like mm-hmm. a uh, fluffer, fluffer, yeah, yeah, an escort. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it doesn't matter if you love it. Yeah. Um, it's like essentially put that down in writing and and explain why. why Basically, well, it was like um, that's what a lot of people are doing. Yeah, and I'm, I was hoping for I should have been more specific of you that. volunteering a couple hours of your time teaching my son your passion. And that I, is I, fucking and brilliant. And like I, I, I love, love that. that. I read that. I had a, I had like a heavy. I had a heavy moment last. Like I read that maybe a week ago. Like that you wanted people to basically reach out and say, like fifteen years down the road. Mm-hmm can my son get in contact with you? If you like submit your willingness to teach him something Mm -hmm. that like almost like a, almost like a contact list that like down the road you can say, man, like my dad wanted my dad. You said, you told my dad one time that you would teach me about this. Yeah. And you better fucking do it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If you're listening. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, it started off just like, okay, how can I do this? But now, now that I'm like getting, people contacting me and I'm like, oh shit, I'm getting some good people like firefighters and police. I'm, I'm just thinking like my kid now, he would flip out if he could get in the back of a police car like yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, if he wants to take it on, I think it would be pretty cool. So I'm trying to like filter it down because a lot of people open up and they say, you know, like this is what I do. It's not really my passion, but this you know, I'm passionate about like XXXX, which is awesome too. So I think I'm going to try to put them into two categories. So there's one like real tangible and other ones where you can just go and hang out and, and talk keep about, your hands off yeah. as junk. And <laughs> everything really cool. I read that. that I read was that so piece and I was like, oh God. Because you know all the moms are going to be thinking that. They're going to be like, well, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's some weirdos <laughs> out there on the internet. Don't let them go see just anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Man, I don't know. That hit me. That hit me super hard um, last week, and I and I didn't. I don't want to get like emotional, like on, mm. on you. That really struck me um, pretty hardcore. Just thinking about like how how amazing of a gift that that is. Yeah, I hope it works out. And uh, just speaking about <laughs> speaking about your son Finn too. Um, is there is there 
<laughs> what are you gonna say? <laughs> I'm expecting you to say something <laughs> yeah, yeah. inappropriate. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not is he a real ginger? <laughs> <laughs> is he? I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't actually care about that. Uh, my my question though is speaking about your son and hoping that someday he can listen to us right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to talk more about you. What are some of what are some of the, maybe the big trials and tribulations that you've gone through in your life where you've had this profound realization that is that changed you at any point in your life? Was there like a, something in your teens or, I mean, yeah, that's the thing I didn't until this, all this shit happened five years ago. And that's like kind of a cool byproduct of getting these videos stories of me Mm. is that you can see, cause Facebook is like, you've got friends from way, way, way back. Yeah. Yeah. Like you can almost watch like in chrono- chronological order, like how what what people are saying about you um, growing up. And the two things I learned was I turned into a hell of a lot better of a person the older that I got, <laughs> um, and I was a, a hell of a lot more fun before I got sick, which is another bummer. Because Guinness and I sit there and we watch these videos and we're like, oh my god, I was a fucking idiot. What's one of the, <laughs> What's one of the best videos that you've you've seen so far about yourself um a friend of mine um got his hands on a porno when and when i had never seen it was like my very first porno that i saw vhs yeah it was lunchtime and this guy got this porn and wait video like video porn or magazine porn video nice yeah and uh we ended up back at uh at his house at lunch and uh Popped it in, and all all I will say was the title of the porno was Grandma's House. No! (laughs) And that's where your your old lady fetish started, right? Yeah, that was it. (laughs) What an interesting, like, what an interesting, like, super relatable thing for, like, any boy that's like, oh, I remember the first time that I watched porn. First time that I ever found porn was a a Sobeys bag Mm. full of 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 magazines in the woods and oh. by, by my neighborhood. I used and to so, look at porno magazines with my friends in the woods. Yeah, probably in a Sobeys bag. Well, we found it and then we took it from the original you took place. My stash, we you took asshole. it from the original place and then we hid it and we like put it under rocks and stuff. Fuck. And we would go back every day and like browse through it. And the pa- oh, it was it was I, nasty. Uh, Pages were stuck together. Like it, you just oh, know, God. like. Oh, our like our, our little boy fucking hands like on just whatever the fuck we were touching. It was awful. But someone stole it. it. Either someone stole it from us, or one of my buddies was like, "I'm taking this back to my house and not telling anyone else. I'm gonna hoard it to myself." Or a responsible adult came along and set it on fire. Yeah, yeah. Someone saw us looking at it, just being like, "Why?" I, I think I had uh, Thomas Parkinson. I think uh, I feel like a responsible a... adult would not set it on fire, but <laughs> in the perhaps woods. just uh, put it in the recycling. <laughs> It'd be probably too wet for that, though. <laughs> so anyway, um, so back to my son. Yeah, and, how, yeah. How can, how can we bring this <laughs> back to the family? Yeah. No. Uh, so I want to. I want to kind of touch on sort of what Brian was um, asking you earlier in. Having been been diagnosed with uh, something so serious and so severe, mm-hmm. um, oftentimes with the people that I've talked to uh, who have dealt with some really intense hardships in, ter- in terms of illness specifically, they've um, there's been this common trend I find 
of people being affected in a way that that they seem to come out on the other end a better person in some way in their mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if this, um, as heavy and as dark as your situation is, do you feel like there's there's something that you, you've taken away from this that has that has changed you uh, for the better? Well, my son. Mm-hmm. But that was, I mean, p- purely coincidental. Um, was it? What, did, no, as far as getting... you say, you say your son. Did you? Do you mean that in knowing that you were sick, you every like you made the decision the, the, the to have a son? That, uh no. My, Candace wanted a kid, and it took a little while for her to convince me. But the fact that I have a child now makes it so much easier, so mm. much harder, but at the same time, yeah. so much easier. Because before because you... my relationship with her. It's like, yeah. Um, have you seen that r- really cheesy uh, Pan trailer for the new Peter Pan movie? Uh, no, the I have, yeah, and like actually. at the end, he's flying through the air, and she's like, "This is not the end of me. This is the beginning." And I see that, and, and you know, like when you're really sick, you get super emotional, and you cling on to songs, and you, you just sit there and play it on repeat, and just like ball your fucking eyes yeah, out all day. Yeah. And that was kind of like my <laughs> my song for a bit, um, but it's true because like we got together, we made him, and he's half of me. So yeah. I'm living on through him, and mm-hmm. it makes it a lot easier. For so him. so before you guys had him, you knew that you were you were in a bit of a, a bit of a heavy like a serious Not, situation. Yeah, with your that health. was it. Um, during that two year period afterwards, where things were looking cool, right. um, and then so yeah. She got pregnant, and I think she was about three months pregnant when we found out um, about the lung and the stomach. So that that was pretty heavy situation. And when ha- it, all that, like the Gerson therapy and Finn being born, um, yeah, it was pretty gnarly. And, and this, uh, and you can go ahead if you want. I, I was just going to say, uh, it, well, if you want to take it back to to Finn, keep it on Finn. I was I was just going to ask. I was uh, going to take it forward. I was just going to. So. I was I was going to say. Um, and like out of that, I know that, you know, you said that the song and you, you, you might hear a lyric and it might just like, you know, strike a chord with you where you have a revelation about, about something. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any like philosophies or anything that you've kind of concocted as a result of, uh, of, of stuff that you've kind of thought like, okay, well, this is like, this is a way to live that suits me that I think that, you know, people who, people who aren't, you know, staring down the barrel of a gun, Mm-hmm. should be living their life in, in a way? Nothing that you wouldn't find on a Pinterest board. That's yeah. the thing. Right. It's yeah. like when you see people post shit that, like that, and you're like, if you, I really know what it feels like, yeah. w- what yeah. that's like. Um, yeah, and no, I, uh, you obviously learn like uh, the ultimate amount of perspective mm-hmm. on life. Yeah. But it's funny though, like, you get sick and you're like, oh shit, I appreciate everything that's happening. And then after a while, you just get back to that point. Yeah. Even when you're even that... when e- it was like, it's just normal. I know, right? It's crazy. It's weird, man. Things eventually have to normalize at some point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, like Candace human... and I will fight about stuff to these days that are just like ridiculous. The difference is we get over the fights like instantly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the thing, yeah. It is, and there's the human condition. Yeah, the human yeah. condition is is 
fascinating. So that's something I'm I'm curious about is uh, and if you if you don't if you don't want to talk about it, that's fine too. But I'm I'm very curious about your relationship with Candace and mm-hmm. how this has affected that relationship. Um, you know, you were saying that with uh, the birth of your son, it it had an effect. Um, do you can you elaborate on that? Like how how has the birth? I, I, I can't. It's like the going back to the Pinterest quotes. Like I can't explain wh- what it's like to to love something so much. Yeah, I always tell people like parenthood is. It's like parenthood is casually discussing the all the horrific ways you're willing to die in order to keep your child yeah um, out of harm's way. And, and having that child has it. How has it made it? Because I feel like you said this, and maybe you didn't. How has it made it easier for you and Candace in terms of you, you guys dealing with with uh, the this like the illness that you that you have? Because because I am in him, right? Not literally. I get it. I get it. I know um, what you're saying. Yeah, and I think it leaves Candace, it leaves a, a piece of you behind, so that when you are gone. Candace isn't alone. Yeah, we we talked about that uh, a little while ago. Like, if we would have known what was going to happen, would we do the same thing? And, um, yeah, like for me, I'm not going to be here, so I'm not going to have to take care of anything. So I always like I feel terrible for her, but she's like, yeah, of course, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. a lot easier for her to deal with it because she has this like token, mm-hmm. you know what. Growing up, what parts of of you do you love about yourself, and what do you dislike that you hope that Finn carries on, and and some that maybe you hope that if he listens to this down the road, he's like realizes that he has some shitty part of you that you just want him to let go of. Yeah, that was why I did the videos. Yeah. Um. For me, uh, once I started traveling, it sounds so cliche to be like. I get it. I'm making I get it my too. mission yeah. to, because my goal was to live and work on six <laughs> continents, and I did. And I was like, fuck yeah. Um, but when you tell people, I remember having a conversation with Jack Carr at the trade, and he was like, at first I thought you were just like a, an asshole who's like, oh, I want to touch six continents, but oh, you're, you're not a bad guy. <laughs> um, but that changed my perspective on everything. And... I hope uh, I've got a, a pretty decent sense of adventure, or at least I did. Um, so I hope he like clings on to that because that's one of the most life changing things. I mean, it is though. That's the thing, and as yeah. cliche and as oh, I yeah. say, as cliche as it is, it is cliche, but it's also true, and that's why it's cliche. Well, life is just one giant cliche mess of. It's cliches. like a box of chocolates, really. Late and where you know where's the where where's the one place you've been that you you hope that Finn gets to go to someday? I don't care, honestly. I would like him to... I met um, two Irish girls while I was in Brazil, and they were amazing. I never made it to Ireland, and I'd love him to go there Mm -hmm. and maybe hang out with them. You know, that's really interesting that you say that you don't care because I had this experience once... um, me and a couple friends, me and Dennis and uh, another friend, John Simon. I'm not sure if you worked at the trade center with him. Yeah. But, um, no, John. We went to, uh, we went out west and we went snowboarding and we were coming down from the lift 
And uh, we just had, you know, one of the most amazing days was powders, like just the most epic conditions. And uh, <clears throat> coming down from the lift and I'm, I'm have this feeling in my chest and it's, it's, uh, it's emotional and I'm looking out at the mountain scenery and the snow's falling and, you know, I'm tired, but I'm elated. And, and I'm thinking everyone needs this, what I'm feeling. They don't need they don't need the why I'm feeling like this. They don't need the snowboarding. They don't need the mountain. They need but what's inside my chest right now is what they need. So what mm-hmm. is it that gives that to them? So when you but say I that you don't it, care. I actually think it, the technical term is it, it's butter. It's butterfly. There's bu- butterflies form within your <laughs> chest. Is that not it? Well, what I'm saying. What I'm saying. Yeah, it's butterflies. You get butterflies. Real. Yeah. Real. Insects. Real, real insects. butterflies. But what I mean is that like you're. You know, it's like that's a that's a really sincere thing to say is like because you could be selfish and you could say, well, Finn, you have to go. You should go here. Mm-hmm. Or you could say, I would I love to say that. I would love to yeah. say, don't do this. Do this. Yeah. Do this. Because Candace and I, she's a worrier. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to be around. Um, so, yeah, I do sometimes get afraid that. His uh, sense of adventure will be yeah. um, stunted a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, but to I, leave that to him. But solo travel is yeah. the shit. I'm telling you. Yeah. And to go and the, find. No, I have no regrets because I did that. Yeah. And whatever that place was that made that that made you feel that whatever that is, mm-hmm. that feeling, for him to go and find that somewhere. It doesn't matter where. Mm-hmm. But that he that that you just hope that he that he feels it mm-hmm. because that was like man that was a mad revelation for me life changing for sure mm. so i'm i'm curious to know so i i don't know if you know i i live with cystic fibrosis mm-hmm. and um <coughs> i talk about like a shortened life expectancy way to, all way the to make this all about you jeremy thank you and uh um and a question that i've had asked me quite a bit and and that the answer changed uh, pretty drastically, like over the last ten years, is that people wondering if you, when you die, uh, like, are you going to be? How will you feel about your wife? I'm married as well. Mm-hmm. Your wife um, finding love somewhere else. Like, is that something that bothers you, or is that something that trips you out? And I always find that you, I find that you know, it's hilarious. Such is a that... weird question to like no. to be asked by someone. Yeah, it you is. Know? It is a weird one, but that's. That's was actually going to be my next project. Was find find a husband. Just a, taking the piss the myself. For yeah, basically do like a <laughs> no, bachelor thing. No. Before <laughs> I'm not kidding. So that's that's happened. Um, nobody's asked me about it, but yeah. Candace and I like that. I'm, that talk I, comes I, I up. Want, that talk comes up. Yeah, I bring it up. Exactly. I bring up all this stuff that yeah. sometimes makes her uncomfortable and sometimes doesn't. But um, of course, I want her to move on. How silly. Would that be, you know, how silly would like, that be to be on your deathbed and say, and by the way, don't ever, ever love anyone else. Exactly. I mean, did you yeah. just fart as you, as you, you defecate die? when you die? That's a, that is a thing. <laughs> well, so that, that, yeah, that's where the sound effect came from. Um, <sighs> <laughs> He's done. <laughs> it's official. Yeah. yeah. He should have Roll him out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really, honestly, I hope that that happens to me. Yeah. I thought we were going back to. I thought we were going back to. No, just on a side note. No, on a side note, I uh, that's (laughs) another nice thing about like uh, the ignorance is bliss is that I have no idea how 
I'm gonna die. Like, um, I have an idea, but like, I hope it's peaceful. I don't know where I'm going with this, other oh, than yeah. it would be here's a, here's a question. Be cool to fart just like as a last like <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I I actually heard that if you don't defecate when you die, then your soul forever becomes a piece of shit, <laughs> oh, and you burn in hell. Dude, oh, no, that is actually it. It sucks. That is actually hilarious. Like, it's in the Bible. Was, no, dude, it, yeah, no, it's not. Uh, but it sounds biblical. It could be. It sounds, it could be. Does that sound biblical? I don't know it, what sounds yeah, biblical. Yeah, it does sound biblical. You didn't use thou shalt defecate upon death. Uh, okay. Right? Oh, fuck. I had something that I wanted to ask, but then... Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, no. It had something to do with relationships. No, 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 no. It didn't. It was... It, oh, oh, you were talking about... You don't know how you're going to go. Right. If, if you did find it... I'm, I'm just curious about this. This just came up in my head. When you said that, I'm wondering if you... If you did find out, okay... Somehow someone told you, okay, you've got about a month left and it's going to be an awful time. Would mm-hmm. you, would you try to seek out like uh, a sort of dying with dignity type uh, route? When you say terrible time, how do you, how do you mean that? I don't know. Just like just a, just a really painful, painful, painful um, experience on your way out that just le- that get that is going to be drawn out. Would you rather go? Would you rather take that and and deal with that, or would you rather? Would you rather Probably, just yeah. gather everyone together and be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna drink this juice and go to sleep. I mean, for the sake of my family and for Candace, I would likely take that route. But um, the root of the root of dragging of, it out. No, of not dragging of just it out. yeah. Blowing my brains out, jumping off the bridge or whatever. Oh God! No. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! That's why dying with dignity—that act exists oh. so that people don't have to do that. So everybody's in a memorial, like it's standing on the edge of the peaceful. bridge, and you're like, uh, no. thank, "Thank you, everyone." <laughs> yeah. That's uh, not a bad way to do it. Yeah, right? no, 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 no. As far as like, that, uh, if I wanted to fundraise or something, yeah, <laughs> shoot me out of a cannon. <laughs> <laughs> but not like how people. Get shot out of a cannon circus, like for real. Just, all bars, all just yeah. blasted, like, all just like, <laughs> like a bunch of gunpowder. Yeah, <laughs> just so I can't wait. One of the, uh, we okay, so we've we've been doing this podcast for a couple months now, and this is the first time we've we've talked to somebody who is mm-hmm. is close close to close mm-hmm. to dying, and one of the things we've been saying about our podcast is that humor and laughter is the best form of therapy Mm -hmm. and that personally for us, for me, I find it is you guys are with me and on that and we're trying to spread that to other people. Right. And we, we think that that's, that's great. And (laughs) there are people out there who go into serious depression when they're dealing with something as, Mm -hmm. as serious and as traumatic as this. How do you feel that perspective and attitude affects the way that you live the rest of your life? Do you think that it's really important to keep this positive attitude? Because it sounds like, I mean, ignorance is bliss type of idea. It sounds like you just rather try to be as positive for as long as possible. Is that the mm-hmm. way that you want to live the rest of your existence? Yeah. I mean, why not? Is there any message you would give to other people who are dealing with the same thing? I can't, I can't say. I mean, everybody's got a completely different, like, outlook. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's definitely, I've had some depression. Like, I'm not going to lie. When I came in here, it's like, I don't get out much. Um, and so, uh, when I started the therapy, uh, the juicing one, I was basically on my ass for, you know, two years. And then I got, had the seizure and, and like, basically I spend the majority of my time inside isolated. Um, so yeah, there's definitely that's been so hard. Like that's, that's for me, heavy. not so much. Cause I'm like a textbook book introvert. So okay. when people come knock at the door, I'm like the one who hides under the bed. Yeah, like, sure. Um, but you, and when I came here today, I was like, Oh fuck. You know, just getting anxious from all these people. This first time at the, yeah. you know, but you put on a good, a good extrovert mask, if you will. Okay. Too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah I find that, that. I well. mean, I mean, you do, you, you're, you're very personal and you're very easy to talk to and, and seemingly very open. I, and I don't know if it's just this type of environment, but like even what I remember when, when we worked together, um, I always remember the humor and kind of the, the outgoing aura that you had mm-hmm. about yourself. Was that something that I took think the a cancer lot broke that of me you a do? little bit? Yeah. And, I think so, yeah. and do you think, do you want that back or are you happy to be kind of in the headspace that you're in right now? I'm pretty, I mean, honestly, um, I'm, I'm good where I'm at. Yeah. I, I like as long as I can get up out of bed and somebody's not wiping my ass for me, yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, like yesterday I had we had our five year anniversary, Candace and I. And Congratulations. We, yeah, thank you. And we d- we went to the Wooden Monkey in Dartmouth and we went to Bed Bath and Beyond in Dartmouth. And it was like just a nice slice of normalcy. Yeah. Um but I'm happy with that. You know, what did you awesome. get at Bed Bath and Beyond? Nothing. We were you getting, just, <laughs> just laid on the bed. No, we were gonna get a uh, a doorstop. I don't know what happened. We just <laughs> freaked out at the last minute. Thought I don't know if this is the one for me. We couldn't commit to it. <laughs> like I'm oh, dying soon. I don't need a doorstop. Let's get out of here. Yeah. No, but I don't know if that answered your question or not. But, well, well, your um, your contentedness is is uh, is inspiring. I mean, and again, like we were saying, we find it. I mean, I I don't. I'm I've never had to deal with something that serious. Jeremy finds it therapeutic. I see where he comes from with that. We're all jokesters. We like to joke around. Um, so we apply that. Um, and at the same time, you don't. You, there's a lot of people, you're saying it. Like, like you said, I can't give somebody else, I can't tell somebody else to just live out the rest of their days positively because yeah. I can't say that that's the way to go. Because- I also don't think that's healthy. You know, I don't think that that no. is healthy. I think, I think to be able to recognize that, uh, well, I mean, like, you know, the idea that, that a, a utopia Oh yeah, a good thing. Like, well, you do you, you, need you to, have your you have your days. You have your days. Everyone sure. has their days right? for sure. Um, one question that we always like to ask people who are who are on uh, is if they if they have a um, a most embarrassing moment um, directly linked back to their their disease or their illness. Is there anything that that comes to the top of your top of your mind? Mm, my memory's terrible. I I dropped my pants three times two days ago. Um, <laughs> just in public, <laughs> just like it's the brain cancer. Yeah. I use that as cues for everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, another question we ask. <laughs> Do you play the card? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what? Wait, so uh, no, it was, elaborate. That, that, it, no, that yeah, uh, made it sound like a better story than it was. But um, 
or just checking symptoms on my knee. And, you know, when you go to, to a checkup, um, there's the nurse and then there's yeah. the student doctor yeah. and then there's the doctor. Uh, the student doctor always yeah. gets me. There are the student, like the student. This uh, one actually had a practice. She yeah. was oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't mind, you know, yeah. you can just check it all out. Yeah. Um, so the, the box, I'm wondering if there's anything that you feel is missing still, is it? Yeah. All the time. And, w- and I have no idea. That's the thing because it's just, so I was going to give you an opportunity to just share out there right now. Like if the, whenever people get to hear this, like is if, if you still haven't had a video or a, yeah. a, a, a firefighter saying, come on. Yeah, no, the, uh, it takes a village. The thing is, I personally don't mind if strangers contact me, uh, <laughs> like within reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, because yeah, you know, I don't know how, how Candace would deal with it, but I mean, ultimately we're just going to get the information and he can contact people if he wants to, and we can yeah. sort of cross check people, make sure that they're not pedophiles or right. murderers. Yeah. yeah. So if there are people out there who have cool jobs that they love, I should have brought down a list of like amazing, uh, careers, man. I, I gotta be honest when, when I read that, uh, like the, when I, when I was finished that, the, like the thing that popped in my head was like. Because I think you said like email this or whatever, or mm, just the contact information, yeah, contact information, which will all be out yeah. of date by the time yeah. he gets home. Um, and I was like, and and the reason I didn't was because I I, I kind of had that moment where I was like, fuck, I've never, I know that we're doing this podcast, but I've never met you before. But I was so that was such a call to action. It was like, man, the least that I can do is to pass something on to this child, like to well, who will not be a child then. And I was like, man, like. I have, I'm passionate about something. And then I just didn't because I was like, I've never met him before. I don't know if he'll think that that's weird or something. And now I'm yeah, like, no. fuck, like I, I'm passionate about, about perspective and mindfulness and health and taking care of yourself. Like, and Taylor's like, a should, yoga teacher. I teach yeah, yoga no. and I run yoga yeah. studios. And, yeah, and, no. and I was like, oh, man, I should, I was like, I should do that because like, fuck, like that's such a, that's such a, that's such a small but powerful offering. But yeah, it is powerful though. You think about, I don't know about you guys, but like I was, I was 30. I don't know if you read that. Or I, I've had like, I think it was 25 or 26 jobs between yeah, yeah. high school until I found photography. Mm-hmm. And if like, it would just, everything just happened by happenstance, pure happenstance, just coincidence. I started working at a bank and it was like, okay, I'm going to, I should go to school for commerce yeah, and then I got there and I was like, "This sucks. What am I gonna do now? I want to travel. Oh, so so I'll go to school for hotel restaurant management. Learned you don't need to, to go to school. <laughs> you just buy the yeah. ticket and you go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was the, the whole idea behind it. Is like, if I if you can just give him a shitload of options, yeah, something might stick. Because people because kids kids don't you know, and this is a whole this is a whole subject, but you know. There's a, there's a, there's so many people who who never get that opportunity to to even be shown what they might be passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's like this underlying passion somewhere, but they never quite hit it. You know, like they like the like like that uh, opera singer guy in, in the UK or something. That's like you know, how many people are out there like him, but they just never sang. Mm. You know, they don't know until they so to to, to offer up this plethora of options for 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 him to to go but oh, i don't even i don't even think the value in it is the fact that he might find a, 
a profession that he he connects with. I think the value is in meeting the people who have that passion and then being able to acknowledge that passion. It's almost like what mm. Taylor was talking about, the butterflies in your in your chest. It's not that moment, it's that feeling. And yeah. I think that when he can recognize that in seeing it in people, then he'll be able to see it in himself yeah. mm-hmm. and know when he's found that, not that works for him. Not the things that they are passionate about, but that they are passionate. Right. Yeah. But how do you, like... If you were to offer up your info and my son calls you up in 20 years and be like, hey, man, you want to hang out? Well, what do you do then? I'd drop everything. Man, and be like, yeah. fuck yeah, come Dude, on. Dude, like, let's, let's, if I... If because I, I feel like that's too much, that's almost too much, the expectations for you are too high. There's too much pressure on you and I don't want to put... That's what I mean. That's what I meant pressure. by it's so small but so powerful because I feel if someone called me up 20 years from now and said, hey, man, exactly like you said at the beginning, you better fucking do it because me sitting here saying I'm willing to do that and then 20 years later, I had this conversation with my mom the other day where she was like, oh, yeah. I was like, I, don't, I, I need to do this, but like it's going to piss somebody off. And she was like, did you give your word? Yeah, I did. She was like, oh, well. Then it's well, already it's yeah. already done. You, you got to do it. It's already done. I think I think it too. It also depends on the person. I mean, I know personally that if every single time, no matter who it is, if I if I met them in passing or I've never met them once, or someone else reaches out who knows someone who just wants to talk to me about either something I'm dealing with with my health or something that I'm dealing with professionally or whatever, I I always drop everything and be like, yeah, I will donate my time to you to to give you, offer up whatever it is that I can give you that might help. Yeah. And I think that most people will do that. Dude, that's the mm-hmm. least that I, that's the least that's that the I least do. I, I also want to point out that I think that there's, there's two things that could happen if he does contact them. Either the person is doing the same thing that they said that they did, or mm-hmm. they're doing something different. And I want to point out the fact that even if they're doing something different 20 years from now, it doesn't mean that they can't revert back to... It doesn't mean that they're not passionate about the new yeah. thing that they're yeah. doing. And they might say, for example, if it was Taylor, uh, I'm not teaching yoga anymore, but I'm doing this. Yeah. I, I, li- I live I'm, on Mars. I'm really, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm colonizing really, Mars and I'm super passionate about colonizing Mars. <laughs> Elon Musk and I are <laughs> yeah. best friends. Yeah. I'm really passionate about owning a Tesla. <laughs> I'm super passionate about owning a Tesla. Also, it, it makes it just fun- occurred to me that some of the people will be upwards of 60. Yeah. That Dude, just came into my head, well, and it, I'm thinking, I'll be wise. It, it I'll be also wise occurs as shit. to me that that you're sitting here saying, um, you know, you feel like the situation is putting too much pressure on them, or, or that you're you're putting too much pressure on them. But if you're not around, yeah. who gives a fuck? Like <laughs> people can't go. Don't ah, God damn it! It was that late in 20 years back. Then, <laughs> I just don't want him to show up, and it be awkward for him. Just like. You know what? Because uh, you know, getting past I, that once you get onto so the internet, like, like, it's yeah, wide open. You know what? I yeah, feel like deep. I feel like for for a child like him who is who is being given this opportunity, because this is going this opportunity is going to if he if he goes through with it, if if it's something that he takes on and and holds on to for when he gets older, it's one of those experiences that's going to alter him as a person, how he interacts with people, how mm-hmm. he how he approaches situations. I have a feeling that if you were given that opportunity or you knew that that was something that you had in your pocket at that young age that no one else has, no one else has that resource. 
right? Like it's such a unique thing that by the time you get to the age where you could implement that and go and meet these people, you're probably the type of person who's like, oh yeah, well, this is the thing. This is the thing that I've always known that I was going to do one day. Mm. And now I'm going to do it. Hops. Yeah, Dude, exactly, it's like you know? a, it's like a, it's like a movie. It Absolutely. reminds me of a movie. It yeah. reminds me of big fish. Or was it just fish? Was it Big Fish? It was, it, there was a movie called Big Fish, and uh, there was another movie called Catfish. Catfish was which, really uh, weird. It really, it was I not it was, Catfish. I hope it was not <laughs> anything like, like a week Catfish. ago. <laughs> you watch Catfish? Was that John Travolta? Uh, no. No, oh, no, that was, that was Swordfish. Sword 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 oh, that's a great <laughs> yeah, movie. Swordfish is a great, great movie. movie though. But right. I, I do want to say, and I, I think I can speak for the three of us right now by saying, uh, and personally for myself, if I'm still around, when Finn... And I'll talk directly to you, Finn, if you're listening to this, if you are looking to hang out and you're looking to talk to someone about passion, I know I'm passionate as fuck about a ton of things. And I know Taylor is, and I know Brian is, and I would drop everything. I would drop everything in a heartbeat to offer up whatever it is that I can offer up wherever I am in my life at that time. So ditto. You Me better too. fucking yeah. do it. That is a yeah. promise right here. Yeah. Guaranteed. I, I, and I 100% mean make that promise yeah. to you. Fuck yeah. Um, Are any of you magicians? <laughs> <laughs> I know a magician. Awesome. Yeah, sweet. Um, Did, uh, is there I, anything else you want to... Because we got we to gotta wrap it up, but is there... Like, this is your chance. I'll just be spouting <laughs> verbal diarrhea, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Thank okay. you so much, guys, for... I do want to say one off. thing. This uh, the other day, th- this was great, and... I knew this was going to be great because um, we had messaged you, I believe, yesterday morning and uh, said, you know, we're going to get together and, and talk. And and Brian said, yeah, we're going to meet at uh, 3.30. Are you good with that? Any special requests? And your, your response was a carton of Marlboro's, Marlboro Lights. Two Mexican prostitutes and a Colt forty-five, and I Which said, "I haven't seen." I like either. your style, <laughs> but I just wanted to say I couldn't find any Mexican prostitutes uh, on that short short amount of time. I think Marlboro Lights are like only in America, but I did get you a Colt forty-five. We still have those. Oh my so god, they have cans. Oh, yeah. in can and I love you and a stogie. I don't know if you can smoke this, but <laughs> fucking smoke it if you got it, buddy. Thank so, you, sir. They probably you for, not, thank you for coming just put in. it on your shelf and cherish <laughs> yeah. that. Put it in Finn's box, and I have like a giant list of things to do when everything just goes to hell. Yeah, um, and I'm still able like to if I lose half of <laughs> my body. I'll just use the other half to drink beer, drink beer, and yeah. smoke yeah. cigars. Yeah. Totally. Jeremy said he would do meth once. I de- no, 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 no. I said heroin. Whatever. Again, that's a different day. Different <laughs> that's, story, that's, different day. that's what I meant in that message was like, we don't have to go there. But yeah, Jeremy whatever. basically said that he would, I would do, do anything, anything once. once. Mm. And we were like, say that? haven't you seen and I still kind of mean it. I still kind of mean it to this day. Um, but anyway, Leighton, thank you so much. That's an awful message. Um, you guys. It, was, it was great to have you in. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, if you if you dig it, if you're into what we're doing, uh, be sure to check us out on Twitter at Sick Boy Podcast. Uh, we've got a website too, www.sickboypodcast.com. Head on over there, and uh, be sure to rate and review and subscribe subscribe on the iTunes Store. It's really important and it helps us out, and it helps it actually helps spread the message of our show. Um, so, and if you want to be a guest on the show, then uh, head on over to our website, send us an email, and yeah, give us a shout. Um, That's it for today. I'm Brian. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jerry. And this is Sick Boy.
For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.